so buckle up. We haven't talked in four months. Episodes have been released since the break, but we just have not recorded episodes. Huge. If true. You know that planned break that we took. <laughs> This episode, The Whole Truth, directed by Karen Gaviola, another woman, uh, premiered on March 22nd, 2006. This was written and directed by Asian women. Eee! They did it. For okay. son. Also, did you see that the director won the NAACP Image Award for directing this episode? Yes. I mean, it was good. But I yeah I, I don't think it was that good. Do you wait? Why was this episode such an achievement? I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> on Monday, March twentieth of two thousand six, Cyclone Larry hits Eastern Australia, destroying most of the country's banana crop. Wow! So for the rest of the year, like. Bananas were scarce. <laughs> a banana was heavily featured in this episode. Oh, yeah, it was. I looked it up, and bananas are Australia's number one selling supermarket product. <laughs> Outselling not only every other fruit and vegetable, but every other supermarket. I like that. Um, Let's go there. Yeah, but Cyclone Larry ruined 2006 <laughs> for many people on tuesday march 21st the first ever tweet is sent out by twitter founder jack dorsey <laughs> it's just setting up my twitter but twitter is spelled t-w-t-t-r oh no so like no vowels I don't know. Um, Saturday, March 25th, the Capitol Hill massacre in which 28-year-old Kyle Aaron Huff shot and killed six people and wounded two before killing himself at a rave. He had previously been arrested in his hometown of Whitefish, Montana for destroying a public arts project. He was charged with a felony for shooting up a statue of a moose that was part of an, an installation called Moose on the Loose. <laughs> felony! Well, he was charged with a felony. So he did this uh, He did this with guns that he bought legally at a sporting goods store, of course. The weapons were seized when he was arrested, but given back after he paid a fine and pled guilty to the misdemeanor, to misdemeanor mischief, which is... Oh, there no. She goes. But the terrible thing is that he then used those guns uh, in the massacre. So yeah. the guns that... God. The guns that first killed the moose. Cool. Do you want to hear the uh, logline? Yes. This movie? In a future British tyranny, a shadow freedom fighter known only by the alias of V plots to overthrow it with the help of a young woman. I used to love this movie. I knew it before you said V. Oh, yeah? It was on Netflix when I lived in New York. Uh-huh. And... 
<laughs> I fucking loved it. I've never seen it. I don't think it's good. It's V for Vendetta, by the way. Um, starring the one, the only Natalie Portman. The only fun fact that I found about this movie is that there's a scene that involves a character knocking over 22,000 dominoes. Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't remember. I think it's like intercut with like scenes of police brutality and like a bunch of dominoes are falling down. Um, 22,000 dominoes and it took a team of four professional domino assemblers 200 hours to set up. That must be so satisfying. I wonder like how many of those 200 hours were like when they get to domino 15,267, no. someone knocks it over and they have to start over. No. I try to find out more about um, professional domino assemblers, but if you Google professional domino assembler, <laughs> like I was trying to figure out like what their salary was, like how do people get into this? Literally, the only thing that shows up is uh, the thing about V for Vendetta. Wow. Yeah. That was a, a great movie for them. Uh, are you ready for the number one song? I thought hips don't lie. Oof. If you don't know oh. it, we can skip. Is it sick of love songs? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Cool. That's all I got. Season 2, episode 16, The Whole Truth. We open in flashback where we see Sun and Jin looking unbelievably hot. Um, that was some hot network television lingerie. <laughs> <laughs> They're about to dick down <laughs> because of the pressure from Sun's father to conceive a child. It's Jin's most desperate wish. Because he hopes that a baby will, quote, change everything in his life. What did he say? He was like, the baby will make everything okay. He or like change everything. Yeah, but then he, he went further to oh. be like, a baby will fix it. Oh. <laughs> no matter how much you they fool. try, <laughs> it doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't work. <laughs> On present day island, Sun is working in her garden until she hears rustling from the bushes. She jumps up, scared, but Jin comes out. He tells her that they're going back to camp, especially because she was attacked by the others and he doesn't want her to get hurt again. That means Charlie and Sawyer are going around letting everyone believe that the others tried to snatch Sun. Wait, how- wait, who snatched Sun again? Charlie put that hood over her and did a whole scuffle, and that was just so Sawyer could get his hands on all the guns, because he's the new sheriff in town. Right. And so he conned Kate into thinking that Ana Lucia did it, and at the end of that episode, Charlie emerges from the shadows in the way that you loved. Right, 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 yeah. And was like, just don't tell Son that I was involved in this. I thought that Kate had figured it out, because she figured out that she had been conned by Sawyer, but I went back and watched that scene, she says, did you have anything to do with Sun? And he says, what kind of a person do you think I am? Oh. That's so fucked up. So they really, yeah. So everyone's still scared. Everyone thinks it's the others. That's so fucked up. I mean, everyone's scared of the others anyway. <laughs> yeah, but they made that truce. And then yeah, but it, oh, Charlie yeah. fake kidnapped Sun. 
That could so fuck now things up. They're all like the truce means nothing. Shit. That's reckless. That's <laughs> reckless behavior. Anyway, Jin ruins her garden, saying yeah. that now she has no reason to come and work there. I meant to say. Yeah. Next we see Anna and Lucia jogging on the beach towards her shelter. What did you think of that? That was not jogging. <laughs> I li- made a note to ask you about it. Because <laughs> you had strong feelings about her running before. I did? Yeah. <laughs> oh, and she was running through the forest? <laughs> this was funny because she was literally just doing it for exercise. Yeah. Um, And then John says something about it. Yeah, he does comment on it. Outside of her tent, she finds Locke eating a banana. He tells her that there is a man in his hatch who may be one of the others. Yeah, I noticed that too. What the heck? And Locke wants him out. Locke is on some other shit in this episode. How long has he been down there? Three days. I'd like you to talk with him. You have experience with the others. You were a cop. When Anna asks if Jack knows about this, Locke responds that he doesn't need Jack's permission to talk to her. Meanwhile, as Rose and Bernard walk across the beach, they argue about Bernard forgetting Rose's birthday. Classic. <laughs> While walking, they see Sun stopping by a tree in pain. They ask her if everything's all right. Well, you spent a lot of time around the baby. Maybe you caught something. At least talk to Jack. Really? I'm okay. Thank you. Both of you. In flashback, we find out that Sun had been taking English lessons from Jay Lee, who was the son of the Gateway Hotel owner. He was the one the matchmaker set her up with in episode five and found. They had that surprisingly pleasant first date before he admitted to her that he plans to marry a woman in America. So apparently they've been meeting for English lessons. Oh, I yeah, because I wrote down, like, why did they not work out again? And it's because, okay. And then things didn't work out with the American girl. I guess not. Hmm. Jack gets out of the shower in the hatch, and Locke is there shaving. <laughs> He's surprised. He's like, I wasn't done. It's steamy. <laughs> Both literally and figuratively. And I'm so... I'm so sick of love songs. Locke tells him that the steam opens up his pores. He tells him they need new blood to motivate Henry to talk and suggest Ana Lucia. Jack says he'll talk to her, but Locke tells him he already did. And she's talking to Henry this very moment. Why is he being such a little stinker? I don't know. Back on the beach, Sun asks Sawyer, who's reading a book, if she can look over the medical supplies Sawyer has in his hidden stash. Sawyer won't allow her, asking her to tell him specifically what she wants. She whispers that she needs a pregnancy test. Okay, but she didn't whisper that she needs a pregnancy test. She said, I need a pregnancy (laughs) test. She said the loud part quiet and the quiet part loud. (laughs) God bless television. Why did that happen? (laughs) In the armory, Henry is telling Anna the story he already told the other people. So you're going to tell me your story, Henry? Why bother? I've already told it to everyone. Jack, Locke, the big black guy that cut off his beard in front of me. Oh, yeah, and my buddy Saeed. You can see how much he liked my story. So how about you try me? He tells her about his smiley face balloon. Yeah. 
Pokemon. His ass would. And his wife's grave. Anna suggests, I hope he drew a smiley face on the grave. <laughs> Anna suggests that Henry draw a map to his balloon and she'll look for it. If she finds it, they'll all believe him. Much more benevolent than dear Saeed was. Back to flashback. Jin suggests that they visit a fertility specialist. The specialist tells them that Sun has endometriosis and that their chances of conceiving are impossible, which clearly upsets Jin more than it does Sun. Yeah. Back on the island. Anasia approaches Saeed, who is building a dining table with Charlie. She tells them about Henry's map and suggests that they go look for that balloon. How did you get him to do this? I asked nicely. He wants to know what Jack and Locke have to say about this, and she replies, Jack and Locke are a little too busy worrying about Locke and Jack. Dang. Which is so true of this whole season. Saeed says it's at least a day's walk, and she's like, better get going then. On their way to the balloon, Anna makes some wry little comment to Saeed, who doesn't laugh. And then Charlie says, humor is not his strong suit. Yes, it is. How dare yeah. you? They don't remember how much well, sarcastic shit he said in season one. Were they not there? Anna I <laughs> don't remember. Wait. Like, um, when he brings Shannon that pair of shoes and he says, like, they're not my size or something oh, like that. classic. Like, when the boar ran out of Sawyer's tent with a tarp over it, he was like, maybe he wanted to go camping. No. <laughs> he was always saying shit like that. <laughs> oh, damn it. You looking at my bum? No, I'm looking at your gun. A what? Maybe she tells him he should give the gun to someone who knows how to use it. Charlie responds that, as he recalls, last time she held a gun, she killed someone. So he gives it to Saeed. After walking some more, Saeed notices the cliff that was on Henry's map. I got it. What is Charlie doing? What's Charlie up to in this scene? We only see him interact with Saeed and Ana Lucia, I think, in this episode. episode. Yeah, and he's like, weirdly like mean to her but it's like is it hazing is it flirting like is because he he like mocks her kind of like jovially about murdering someone <laughs> i i don't know it was just weird he's always the third wheel on these little adventures or like the yeah. fifth wheel like he's he's always extra <laughs> extraneous in every sense of the word (laughs) but where we've left him in this season is he sober is he sober charlie now yes okay so everyone thought he was um doing drugs when he snatched claire's baby when he was freaking out about the baby being baptized Uh uh-huh and then once claire was like i need you out of my life because you scare me in general and he's like an outcast then he's pissed because Locke is like the baby's new daddy and was always spending time with Claire and so that's why he agreed to 
that con with Sawyer, he said it was to make Locke look stupid or to, mm. to like, make Locke into a fool. So that's, as far as I know, that's his current motivation is, like, getting Claire back and getting back at Locke. So that has nothing to do mm. with this episode. Yeah. He was just building a he table really with Saeed. Yeah. Back at the beach, Sun takes her pregnancy test and waits with Kate for the result. Sun asks if Kate has ever taken one, and indeed she has. It's time. After two minutes, they find out that Sun is pregnant. They consult with Jack whether the test is reliable. You know, false negative in the first week, maybe, but positive is a positive. But it's impossible. Oh no, it's possible. <laughs> You're feeling queasy, lightheaded. Please, Jack. This is private. Nobody can know. You're not going to tell Jin? In time, I will. It's just... You should tell him. And when you do, you should tell him everything. The whole truth. I'm going to get back to the hatch. Congratulations, son. You've been down there a lot, Jack. Is everything okay? Kate is still unaware of what's going on down there. She's always included in everything, usually. Something really incredible happens in this scene. Um, Kate, after Jack leaves, turns to Sun and she's like, You okay? Sun. Sun, as Sun's staring out into space. And then that's where it transitions to the guy being like, Sun, are you all right? That's my favorite shit that this show has to offer (laughs) (laughs) what a great transition (laughs) do it again (laughs) in that flashback she's she's at her english lessons and she's distracted she ends up confessing to jay lee that she feels relieved that she can't conceive and she confides that she was planning on leaving Jin for America. She's planning on leaving for Jin America and Ferreira. marrying America. That's what it said on Las Media. <laughs> While their relationship is that of teacher and student, it's clear that Jay Lee would like it to be more hot when he encourages her to stay in Korea with him. I'm kind of annoyed at the show for setting them up as a promising pair. And then taking him away and bringing him back when it's convenient. Mm, no, I like it. It's just all too convenient. It's like, oh no, I actually can't be with you until uh, fucking 11 episodes from now when I'll pop back up and so-and-so has suddenly decided not to marry me. <laughs> I'm back from America <laughs> just to inconvenience your life. I'm not saying you should stay for Jim. God, these cats are loud. Good God. At night, as Charlie sleeps, Anna talks to Saeed. I like that the show didn't even want Charlie awake for this. They're like, Mm -hmm. we're not going to write any lines for Dominic Monaghan. He'll be asleep. She tells him that she knows nobody likes her. I've tried to get them to most of my life. Even though she's trying to make them like her, she is who she is. But Saeed, according to her, has a good reason to hate her, and she says she's sorry for what she did. They're trying to protect your people. 
It wasn't you that killed Shannon, it was them. And once we find out he is one of them, then something will have to be done. The next day they arrive at the place the balloon is supposed to be, and they decide that each one will search in one of three sections of the jungle. Back at the beach, Bernard is looking for oysters, hoping to find a pearl, and here comes fishing hero to tell him there are no oysters on this beach, you silly man. Why would there be? Yo, daddy So yeah, way to go, papa son. So now Bernard knows. Jin doesn't understand what they're talking about. They do the thing where they play the audio backwards. Oh, I love it. (laughs) I'm here for it. Put it in every episode. He uh, doesn't understand why Sawyer calls him Daddy-O, because they're just speaking in English. He goes to Sun's garden and starts fixing it. Sun arrives and Jin apologizes for his actions, saying that he hates being this way, fighting all the time. He says helplessly that he cannot speak the other's language. I hate it when Laspedia says the others because it confuses me. Yeah. He can't speak English. And he can't understand them. And so he needs her. Sun finally tells him that she's pregnant. He happily hugs her, and she confirms that she has never been with any man other than Jin, and he believes her. She says there is something she has to tell him, and we flash back to Sun walking that cute doggy. All of a sudden, <laughs> the fertility specialist drives oh my up God. to her and tells her to get in his car. Insane. I love that she says no, too. Yeah, She's like, absolutely imagine not. doing that. Imagine saying yes to that. He finally tells her the truth. Jin is the reason they can't conceive, not Sun. The doctor is frightened of Jin due to his employment with Sun's father. He's too scared to tell him he's infertile. I wish people were too frightened of me to tell me bad news. Oh my god. Sun decides to keep this a secret from Jin. Until now, of course, present day. She has just told him that story. She swears she hasn't been with another man. So Jin concludes that this is a miracle. I don't know what's true. I Okay, I watched the last PDF for this episode. And 75% of it is every person who works on this show just raving about Michael Emerson's acting. <laughs> and then the other 25% of the that video is... Um, Daniel Day Kim and Yeonjin Kim. Wait, did I write this down? Yeah, he and Yeonjin Kim said that the jury's still out on whose baby this is. Oh. One of them said, quote, it could be anyone. That's not what I Anyone? Took- yeah, I was like, no, anyone? I can't. <laughs> I can't think of another person that she would have sex with on this what island. I truly cannot think of one that she would agree to. <laughs> I can't believe they both said that. Episode 214, Sun gets kidnapped by Charlie. And then 216, we find out the Sun is actually pregnant. And by whom? We don't know. As of right now, the jury's out as to whose baby that really is. <laughs> they're, they're at a true 50-50 over whether she's lying about that. Oh my god. Which shocked me. Together, they decide upon a name for their child and agree they should tell the other survivors the good news. 
Sun says, well, Jack and Kate already know. Sawyer probably knows. And then Jin understands why Sawyer was calling him Daddy-O. And he's like, oh, Bernard knows too. Jin agrees to leave her alone in her garden. And while she tells him she loves him in Korean, he replies to her in English. Back at the hatch, Jack takes Henry, who is reading, out of his cell to eat breakfast. How is it? Men reject their prophets and slay them, but they love their martyrs and honor those whom they have slain. Henry notices the computer and asks what it's for. Jack says nothing. Locke gives him cereal, and Henry questions where all this food came from. Locke tells him it was already down there when they found it. Henry is surprised that they're not that curious as to where all the stuff in the hatch came from. He then proceeds to inform them that he drew a map for Ana Lucia. Do you think he knew they didn't know about the map, or was that a genuine reaction? I don't know, but I could see both. Yeah, I couldn't tell whether he was just trying to stir up shit again. Either way, he says- I think he was pleasantly surprised to see that they didn't know. He says, wow, you guys have some real trust issues. And then he just starts popping little pieces of cereal to his Mm -hmm. mouth. So many little cereal chomps. He's so good at stirring up the shit. He is the Lisa Vanderpump of this island. He starts to wonder out loud what he would do if he were another. Of course, if I was one of them, these people that you seem to think are your enemies. How instead of supplying Ana Lucia with a map to his balloon, he would instead give her a map that would lead her party into an ambush. When Locke and Jack look at him in suspicion, he just says, you guys got any milk? And that's it. Oh my god. NAACP Image Award. (laughs) Winner! (laughs) MTV Movie Award nominee! (laughs) Um... Is Widmore Labs something from the Lost yeah. Universe? Oh, is that what's called the pregnancy test? Yeah. Yes. We have heard that before. It, mm. I'm assuming from the Dharma, like they're probably involved in the DeGroote thing. Yeah, probably. <laughs> also, why is everyone acting like this baby is a good thing? Kate and Jack were immediately like, Oh my god, wow. Like, I feel like you have to when somebody is pregnant. I feel like I would visibly not have an opinion until I was able to gauge what Sun's opinion was. Oh, right. I don't, it was weird. It seemed very like, let's like orchestrate everyone's behavior around what it does to Sun because this is her episode. Yeah. Um I mean I else? certainly wouldn't I was not excited for Claire being pregnant. I mean, giving birth. Yeah, what the fuck? Giving birth with no like OBGYN. <laughs> I that's a no. Yeah. <laughs> that was a no for Claire and that's a no for Sun as well. And how much trouble has that goddamn baby caused so far? So <laughs> much. have another one? Drama. We saw that Geronimo Jackson record again. Oh, did we? In the hatch. He was looking at it. But they were listening to something else. They were listening to The Seeds, the song Pushing Too Hard. 
We didn't talk about Sawyer in this episode when we first see him and he's reading, Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. And he's got those glasses on. Yeah. Lospedia suggests that this is proof of his indiscriminate desire for reading material. In other words. Or maybe that's a good book. Ha ha, lol. I mean, the joke is that it's like, he's not adolescent or female. Did you read that book? So he can't enjoy it? I've never read it. It's like about like buying a bra and like having a period or something. Yeah, (laughs) I love that. He should be so goddamn lucky. DDK said that this was one of the most challenging acting episodes. Yeah, I'll say. He's almost irredeemable in this episode. I know. Like this is really maybe the worst gin that we've seen. I can't get on board with him. I mean, I I think I could normally, but this episode in particular, he's just like such a, I don't know. But I guess it's from Sun's perspective. I wish it wasn't. <laughs> I wish that the show would have a... <gasps> I wish that the show would have a third-party, unbiased view, because I don't like having to rely on the individual narrator. Mm. I kind of like it. Do you know you want to vote off? I do. It's Jin. Oh, <laughs> shit. I forgot the we countdown. <laughs> I'm crushed. Okay, three, two, one, Jin. Charlie. Really? Oh, Charlie was my close second. But then he brought papayas. <laughs> and then he was like, oh, yeah. We don't need to eat. Who needs to eat? <laughs> yeah, no, Jin, this is becoming a pattern where Jin will act like a total asshole, and then he'll apologize to Sun, and sad music will play, Yeah, and then we like him again. I feel like I'm in an abusive relationship yes, with them on this a show. a cycle. Because the show keeps trying to win us back, and I won't fall for it. Yeah. MVP? MVP. Three, one, two, two one, three, Bernard. Sawyer. Oh, Bernard was really Sawyer. good. I said Sawyer because he has hot glasses and a refined taste in literature. Sawyer is literally the villain of this season. What? I mean, yeah, I guess so. I appreciate a good Judy Bloom. Bernard obviously is trying to get a pearl for Rose. He also was acting more appropriately in that Sawyer and Jin scene where Sawyer's being a little dickly about it. MVP. I have a prediction. Oh my god. Because I don't remember what happens. Liar. I predict that Saeed and Ana Lucia and Charlie are not going to find the balloon and then they're going to come back and then the struggle between Ana Lucia and Saeed is still going to be the same because she's going to, he's probably going to insist like, no, I swear it was there. And then she's going to want to believe him. But then it's going to be like all clashing again. Interesting. What are your predictions? I thought maybe since they brought the whole Wizard of Oz theme, maybe them being on the island is a dream. (laughs) And then someone will wake up and say, But it wasn't a dream. It was a place. And you, and you, and you. 
I knew you were there. Oh. <laughs> Hurley wakes up on the plane. <laughs> also, this is not so much a prediction as a thought that came to me. The number sequence could translate to times. So 4-8 could be 4.08 a.m., 15-16 would be 3.16 p.m., and 23-42 would be 11.42 p.m. Mm-hmm. I don't know what those times could be for, but I realize that they fit into that format. Mm-hmm. And then when I wrote 3.16, that made me think of John 3.16, which is, I think, the most widely quoted Bible verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Who? You know the one. You out there. (laughs) This show is highly religious and highly father-oriented, so I wouldn't be too surprised Hmm. for that one to pop up at some point. But we got the answer to our just series-long question of what's going on with Sun and Jin and children. Oh, yeah, that's right. We were asking that for a while. Question answered. Hell yeah. I thought maybe they, like, lost a pregnancy or something. That would have been my prediction. Because they were always so weird about Claire's pregnancy. Oh, the other thing about... I think the the doctor said that she had endometriosis, Uh which is, like, apparently usually very painful. So... Um, It depends on what you got going on. I guess, yeah. I guess it's a good enough lie. Yeah, he probably said that lie because it's very common. Yeah. It runs in my family. There's a good chance that I have it. But all the women in my family got surgery to, like, clear out the scar tissue. Hmm. So I think it's a pretty easily solvable problem. I'm never going to have a child. Yeah, okay, that was my (laughs) (laughs) follow-up. Are you going to adopt? What are you going to do? If I decide to be a parent, then I would adopt, but I don't have any urge to be a parent. Yeah, that is exactly how I feel. Are you going to get married? Mm, Will you marry me? No one's asked me yet. Oh my god! (laughs) Oh my god, not on the podcast. R.I.P. Jennifer, is that his wife's name? Honestly, I I know his name is not Henry Gale, so I don't believe in Jennifer. (laughs) It's been a long day R.I.P. Nathan. Big yikes from Ana Lucia, the one that Goodwin oh. killed. Wait, how did he die again? Goodwin was like, here's some food. Right, right, right. Oh, oh my way. God. <laughs> just for no reason. Just for our benefit. Wow. He didn't have to yeah, put all of that. Yeah, he didn't have to kill him, he right? Could've. No, he didn't have to. Um... He didn't have to... Trick him? Yeah, trick him into thinking he was letting him go. He could have literally pulled him out of that hole and then just snapped his neck. (laughs) You know, this is... uh, I think we all think that she's going to hurt you. And you need to get away from here. Collecting a knapsack of food. And then going, I'm scared she's going to kill you. But if you go that way, I think that'll work. Like, he was giving him directions. Oh, my God. R.I.P. Shannon. Still an issue. Feels like... Would she die of... Thigh gap cancer? R.I.P. to that fucking... Hulu song? Oh. Whose decision was it to change that? Oh. 
What is it now? I think it was like that's it. The combination of the two things that we just sang. Follow us on Instagram at you've lost me pod. Email us at you've lost me pod at gmail.com. I don't know. It was good nice to see you. I guess it was good nice to see you. The boys are back in town. <laughs> Bye.